Welcome to Without the Footnotes with me, your host, Estherini. On this week's episode, I'll be talking about the Holocaust in Bulgaria. Hi friends and welcome to season 3 episode 18 of Without the Footnotes, not your typical Holocaust lecture. It's been a couple of weeks, I actually wasn't very well for one of them so I didn't end up recording a podcast episode and then last week was International Holocaust Memorial Day which I'm sure many of you know, that's on the 27th of January and I've just been really really busy with some very exciting um, projects and commemoration that we were doing for that so I actually work as a um, a freelancer for a platform called Histocon which is a history festival that talks about post-World War II narratives and kind of how the how the world has changed post-World War II and part of that is speaking about remembrance culture and that obviously includes the Holocaust which is as you know, my area of expertise. So on International Holocaust Memorial Day, I was hosting a workshop for them. And then in the evening, I had the honour of speaking with survivor Alfred Garwood, who you may have heard the episode that I did about him after I came back from Bergen-Belsen in October with March of the Living UK. And it was an amazing, amazing talk. So in the evening, I basically was in conversation with him somewhat he did most of the talking I was just there to kind of moderate and ask the questions um from the audience and it was a really really insightful um yeah hour just because of how Alfred actually views history and the history of the holocaust and remembrance and what he actually thinks about that and he actually said that Um, these kinds of histories especially when with the holocaust are still very much lived today because of the trauma that is caused by genocide and what real people experience and then carry into their lives moving forward and this trauma is also generational too so we have whole communities of people um, living with this trauma somewhat so the, hist- the past is not in the past, it's very much in the lived present. And I thought that was just a very, very interesting, um, yeah, very interesting way to look at history. And probably what I try to get to with the work that I do and on the podcast especially is that we need to look at his- historical events and understand them in ways that help us to understand our present and I thought I would just share that for you for anybody I did I did post it on my Instagram account but for anyone who didn't join that was I think the takeaway piece for me and hopefully the recording will be available we did get Alfred's permission to record um to record him so if Histocon is going to put that on their platform go over to their Instagram and follow them it's Histocon line so h-i-s-t- c-o-n-l-i-n-e on instagram and you can just follow along with any workshops or um, anything that we'll be doing on there i'm actually involved with them um, to help facilitate their workshops too so we'll talk about different topics it's not always going to be the holocaust but if you're interested in yeah post-world war ii narratives and talking about history and contemporary issues also then i urge you to follow that and then yeah you'll see if they post um the the talk that I did with Alfred 
anyway, um, moving on from that, today we are back and I am going to speak about the Holocaust in Bulgaria. So without any further ado, I'll just crack on with the episode. Okay, so let's talk about the Holocaust in Bulgaria. So in Bulgaria, prior to the Holocaust, it is estimated that there were around 50,000 Jewish people living in the country, totaling less than 1% of the population. Now, the country was governed from 1935 onwards under a royal dictatorship ruled by King Boris, which aligned itself with Germany, and it officially joined the Axis in March of 1941. So if you've listened to previous podcast episodes, you may see a bit of a theme occurring here in 1941. It's somewhat of a turning point during the war with the alliances and the German invasion of the Soviet Union, but also the time when mass killings of Jews were really amped up ahead of the Wannsee Conference in early 1942. So it's possible then to understand that the conference itself was a meeting of coordination across Europe for uh, for a genocide that was already well underway. Anyway, it is Bulgaria's alliance with Germany that actually paved the way for the occupation of Greece. And if you've listened to that episode, it explains how Jewish people in the Bulgarian occupied areas shared the similar, in Greece, shared the similar fate of those who came under German rule. It was much different for those living in the Italian zone, at least initially. But if you want to find out more about that, then I suggest listening to the episode that I've done on Greece, if you haven't already. So in Bulgaria itself, anti-Jewish legislation was enacted from July 1940, so before Bulgaria actually officially joined the Axis. This meant that Jewish people had restrictions placed upon where they could live, what occupations they could have, Um, they were excluded from public service, and it also made mixed marriages between Jews and non-Jews forbidden. Now, initially, the Bulgarian government did not deport Bulgarian Jews. It did, however, coordinate the deportation of Jews from territories that it occupied from 1941, which I think is a very interesting approach. Countries that Bulgaria was occupying, they were complying with German policy, but within their own country, they weren't yet. So this included Greece, as I mentioned earlier, and then and the then called Yugoslav territories that it had control over. In 1943, the Bulgarians organised for 7,000 Macedonian Jews to be interned in a transit camp for deportation and also coordinated 4,000 people to be deported from Greece. This organisational collaboration was crucial as after the Jewish people were rounded up, they were then handed over to the German authorities in the German-held territories. And it's that organisation that allowed for them to be easily deported to Treblinka, a death camp in German-occupied Poland. So after the Wannsee Conference that I mentioned earlier took place on the 20th of January 1942, Germany requested that the Bulgarians now hand over all Bulgarian Jews within the country to German custody. 
they agreed to this and started logistically organising deportations. Um, the first stage of this was to deport 20,000 Jews in the winter of 1943. This first deportation, for the most part, came from Bulgarian-occupied territory, with around 8,000 actually coming from Bulgaria itself. And these people were also deported to Treblinka, and for the most part, nobody survived, and also some people were shot. Um, when I say the most part, I mean the majority, a very, very select few would have survived that deportation. So this huge deportation did not come without any resistance um, in the form of politicians and intellectuals and the clergy actually speaking out against these big planned deportations of Bulgarian Jews. When people learn of the Im these imminent deportations, um, of more people from Sofia, the capital, protests actually began. And there was even an intervention from the deputy speaker of the government to delay further deportations. But ultimately, this, he was unsuccessful and was voted down by other members of parliament. And it's this vote that then ensured that the preparations for I'm saying deportations loads of times, but the preparations for the deportations continued. Regardless of this, there was continued public protest and it was actually the Orthodox Church who managed to have the deportations cancelled, deportations again, to have these deportations cancelled altogether in May of 1943. This did not, however, stop the Bulgarian government from expelling 20,000 Jews from the capital, Sofia, forcing them into the countryside and men were also sent to forced labour camps. So even if they weren't being deported to extermination centres or camps towards um, in other German-occupied territories. Forced labour was still something that um, Bulgarian men, Bulgarian Jewish men um, had to, were forced to do. And also, yeah, um, people being, 20,000 people being expelled from the capital altogether and forced into the countryside um, is also pretty awful. Um, the royal dictatorship soon came to an end when King Boris died suddenly and a military coup overthrew the government in September of 1944. A month later, Bulgaria cut ties with Germany altogether and actually declared war on them. So this marked the end of the German influence on the fate of Bulgarian Jewry. So, although the majority of Bulgarian Jews were ultimately not deported, by 1945, around 35,000 had immigrated to the then British-mandated Palestine. Um, sorry, not 1945, by 1948, um, 35,000 people had immigrated to the then British-mandated Palestine. And by 1950, the rest of the community had all but immigrated from the country altogether to various other countries. So post-war, post the end of the war, there's mass immigration out of Bulgaria for the Jewish community. So although a lot of the community did survive the Holocaust, the presence of Bulgarian Jews and Jewish life within the country was all but non-existent by 1950, which I think, so just five years after the war, so I think that gives some insight into the different ways in which communities of people can be destroyed. So genocide 
doesn't necessarily always have to include killing to be genocidal because if you actually force immigration out of a country then essentially that community of Jewish people doesn't exist as was anymore and they are then dispersed in many different countries and I think even though it's not included in the official legal definition of genocide Raphael Lemkin actually did push for cultural culture to be included in the definition of genocide the destruction of culture and how that is genocidal so yeah if if Bulgarian Jews don't actually exist within Bulgaria and that culture is all but gone from the country then I think that is of it that's a very severe um thing to be enforced on a group of people so yeah that in a nutshell is the holocaust in bulgaria as ever i do urge you if you are interested in anything that i have said today or picked up on to go and do some further um investigation i know when i was kind of researching for this episode after international holocaust memorial day the for me it was very very significant that even though the the bulgarian jewish community somewhat survived um it just doesn't exist in the country anymore and i think that is very sad and i think there are a lot of stories to be heard around that and a lot of remembrance um and to be done these kind of missing stories as it were of people that didn't necessarily um, experience the holocaust in the same way as, as what we may know um we know about auschwitz we know people who survived the camps we know those stories are very um yeah they're, they're widely known but these stories of people perhaps surviving and then just um being forced to emigrate or emigrating for their own safety two different countries and then having these whole different lives and different trajectories is um yeah also something that needs to be commemorated anywho i feel like i am just rambling on now but as ever please rate review subscribe the podcast suggest it to anyone who you think may be interested i am available for any questions or anything that you may have Um, or if you're interested in any of the work that I'm doing outside of this podcast please do send me an email on info at withoutthefootnotes.org and that is it for this week I shall catch you next time ciao